So the other day, I was in the basement cleaning up all of these old elementary school projects I did a decade ago. Ask my mom why she kept these generic science projects or a size 25 essays, and she'll indignantly remind you that they're works of art. Anyway, I was reorganizing them and reminded of just how stressed eight-year-old me was while completing these projects. Now I'm 18, and I'm wondering how the heck someone so young could have been so stressed about such minuscule assignments. I bet you remember all of those little things that got you stressed out as a kid, too. We've all felt stress, and it's an important concept to discuss when we're talking about organizational behavior. Stress doesn't have to come directly from work, either. Nearly 8 in 10 adults say the coronavirus pandemic is a significant source of stress in their life, according to the American Psychological Association, and that stress undoubtedly trickles into the workplace. It's always been relevant, but with what we have seen in just the past year, stress is more significant of a concept than ever. Stress is a dynamic condition in which the individual is confronted with an opportunity, demand, or resource related to what the individual desires, and the outcome is seen by the individual to be both uncertain and important. Work is a top source of stress. According to the Organizational Behavior Textbook, 60% of people say that work causes the most stress in their life. There are many positives to stress. Many professionals report that this pressure enhances their work quality and job satisfaction. However, stress can be harmful when negative, hindering work progress or creating adverse health consequences. Challenge stressors produce less strain and there's evidence it improves job performance in a supportive work environment, but hindrance stressors prevent you from reaching your goals and reduce performance in all work environments. The source of stress at work can come from many places, and as I said before, the root may not come directly from work. Environmental factors, organizational factors, and personal factors may all contribute to stress. It must be emphasized that stress is additive. Stress does not exist in a vacuum. The way and degree in which we experience stress, though, is different. Why is it that the same stimuli could cause one person to thrive and the other to feel completely overwhelmed? The individual variables of perception, job experience, social support, and personality traits all moderate this relationship between potential stressors versus the stress you actually experience. Not every stress potential becomes experienced stress. Perception moderates the relationship between a potential stress condition and an employee's reaction to it. Stress potential isn't objective, it depends on employee interpretation. While a layoff may cause one person to stress about losing their job, another employee might think of it as an opportunity to receive a severance allowance and start a new beginning. Job experience is negatively related to work stress for two reasons. First, selective withdrawal, as people who end up staying with the organization longer are likely more stress resistant. And secondly, people eventually develop coping mechanisms to deal with stress. Social support can also buffer the impact of stress, and having good relationships with coworkers and supervisors can mitigate negative effects of stress. Lastly, personality traits may predispose individuals to stress. Neuroticism is the most widely studied personality trait in stress research, and neurotic individuals are more likely to experience psychological strain and find stressors in work environments. They also tend to rely on avoidance as a coping mechanism, which is not adaptive compared to actually dealing with problems. It's important for organizations to know about stress because there are many consequences of it at work. Physiological, psychological, and behavioral symptoms can all appear. Physiological symptoms of stress include changes in metabolism and increase in heart and breathing rates and blood pressure. Other long-term effects include heart disease and psychological burnout, which both lead to higher levels of absence. There are many psychological symptoms of stress. 
Stress may manifest itself in other psychological states, like tension, anxiety, irritability, boredom, and procrastination. One study referenced in the Organizational Behavior Textbook revealed that stress due to high workloads was related to lower emotional well-being. Jobs with many conflicting demands or that are ambiguous about duties, authority, and responsibilities increase both stress and dissatisfaction at work. Employees are more stressed and dissatisfied when they have less control over the pace of their work. Jobs that provide a low level of variety, significance, autonomy, feedback, and identity appear to create stress and reduce satisfaction in job involvement. For those with an external locus of control, increased job control increases the tendency for employees to experience stress and exhaustion. The behavioral symptoms of stress appear to be consistent across countries and over time. Some include reductions in productivity and increases in absences and turnover. So what can we do to manage stress on an individual and on an organizational level? You may have heard of many individual approaches or have even tried them out. Time management techniques, physical exercise, relaxation techniques, and building a social support network, so I won't go into much detail. But organizations can mitigate stress too. Organizations have a say in the selection and placement of employees and can choose individuals who may adapt better to the environment of the job and be more effective or train individuals to improve self-efficacy. Goal setting can be used as goals can reduce stress and provide motivation. Goal feedback decreases employee frustration, role ambiguity, and stress. Redesigning jobs based on the kind of employee you have can lower stress for that individual, like if an employee prefers structure and routine. Reducing skill variety should reduce uncertainties and stress levels. Increasing employee involvement can increase employee control and reduce role stress, as employees would feel like they have a voice in what affects their job performance. Organizational communication reduces uncertainty by lessening role ambiguity and role conflict. Employee sabbaticals can also be used to rejuvenate workers who may be burning out, and wellness programs can help employees reframe stressful situations and use active coping with strategies to reduce stress levels. I feel it, you feel it, eight-year-old me felt it. Stress is always relevant in our lives and an important concept to organizational behavior. The more employees and organizations know about stress, the more they can do to actively mitigate.